0: You are tuned to KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC-Camino. It's 6 p.m. Thursday, December 23rd. I'm Joyce Miller, and this is the KVMR Evening News. Right after the BBC headlines, Governor Gavin Newsom announces that the state's health care workers will be required to get COVID boosters by February 1st. He also vows to send 6 million home test kits to children before schools reconvene. The California Report has a cautionary tale for anyone who has ever had their Facebook account taken down. After regional news and weather, it's a special holiday, Brave hearts, And we end with an essay from Molly Fisk.
1: This is the California Report. I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. Los Angeles County is seeing a massive spike in COVID-19 cases that has public health officials warning of tough weeks ahead. The county reported more than 6,500 cases yesterday, more than double the number reported on Tuesday. Here's County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer.
2: If our case numbers continue to increase at a rapid pace over this week and next, we could be looking at case numbers we have never seen before well over 20,000 cases a day by the end of the year.
1: Ferrer says the jump in cases reflects increased circulation of the Omicron variant, which has spread rapidly in the state. On a positive note, hospitalizations have remained fairly stable, although Dr. Ferrer says those numbers usually lag behind initial spikes in positive COVID cases. And although she doesn't expect new restrictions to be put in place in the county, Ferrer says with Omicron, everything is on the table. All health care workers and nursing home staff in California will be required to get a COVID-19 booster shot by February 1st. KQED's Azul Dalstrom Ekman has more from Governor Gavin Newsom's announcement.
3: California was the first state in the nation to require health care workers to be vaccinated. Now Newsom says boosters are crucial to keeping them protected We recognize now that just being fully vaccinated is not enough with this new variant, and we believe it's important to extend this requirement to getting that third dose, to getting boosted. The announcement comes after President Biden on Tuesday implored Americans to get vaccinated and boosted amid surging Omicron cases in some states. While California has the lowest test positivity rate in the country, COVID cases have nearly doubled in the last week. Newsom also announced the state will be purchasing 6 million home test kits to distribute to schoolchildren before the start of the next term. So that they can get those results back quickly and make sure when they go back into person, they're doing so safely, knowing that they have not contracted the disease over the holidays. Newsom said he is committed to keeping schools open for in-person instruction, and this kind of testing will be crucial to keeping them safe. The state will also extend the hours of test sites in high demand areas. Newsom said 90% of Californians have access to a free testing site within 30 minutes of their home. Those sites can be found on the state's My Turn site. For the California report, I'm Azul Dalstrom- Ekman.
1: Belligerent nation states exes bent on revenge porn, hucksters selling fake medical cures. There are a lot of scary threats. Meta, aka Facebook, is trying to counter with a combination of artificial intelligence and human content moderators. But innocents are still getting deleted, as KQED's Rachel Myro reports from our Silicon Valley desk.
4: Some of you may have heard of Adolf Hitler started a world war in the mid 20th century, launched a genocide commonly known as the Holocaust. <laughs> The dictator of Germany from 1933 until his death in 1945 made such a big dent in the universe, provocative new details about Hitler's life and times still crop up now and then. A few years ago, L.A. playwright Michelle Colos Brooks came across an article about one of the young women forced to taste Hitler's food before he
5: ate it. And I uh, wrote a play around that, putting young women in a room (laughs) waiting to die at every meal.
4: A former journalist and Jewish American, Brooks wants to bring history to life for modern audiences.
5: Because for young people today, you know, World War II is uh, in the rear view.
4: Hitler's Tasters has been performed in a lot of places, including New York, Chicago, Venice, California, the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, and coming this April, New York again. Critics and audiences alike have responded positively to this dark comedy about an awful topic.
5: Sometimes people are not sure, if it's okay to laugh. You know, it's very, a lot of it gets very dark, but we encourage it.
4: But the Facebook pages of the play, Brooks, all the actors, even the director, were deleted suddenly in mid-November with a generic alert that informed them they had violated the company's community guidelines. Years of photos, videos, followers, and contacts
1: gone. And so in the past, we've had the opportunity to say, hey, you got this wrong. And this time, it was just a sweeping removal out of nowhere.
4: Haley Griffin is an actor in Hitler's Tasters and also its social media maven.
1: So the only thing that we can take from it is that they don't like the fact that the show is named Hitler's Tasters.
4: You can request a review, what Facebook calls a cross check. And Brooks did and got an email back in 30 minutes. Hi. Friendly
5: opening. Your account has been permanently disabled for not following the Facebook community standards. Unfortunately, we won't be able to activate it For any reason, this will be our last message regarding your account.
4: Multiple news reports have detailed how arbitrary decisions made by artificial intelligence software rarely get a human review. Even though Facebook, by its own account, has 40,000 people working on safety and security. Even though there's ample evidence the algorithms still allow and even amplify toxic content.
1: Facebook wants you to believe that the problems we're talking about are unsolvable. They want you to believe in false choices.
4: That's Facebook whistleblower Frances Haugen, testifying before the Senate Commerce Committee last October. She argued something akin to an old saw in Silicon Valley about persistent software problems. If it's not a bug, it's probably a feature.
1: They want you to believe that you must choose between a Facebook full of divisive and extreme content or losing one of the most important values our country was founded upon free speech.
4: There's a happy ending to this story about Hitler's tasters. Two days after I inquired with Facebook, the pages went back up. No notice to those affected, but everything was restored. A Meta Company spokesperson admitted the accounts were incorrectly removed and even apologized. Naturally, I'm pleased, but is this any way to run a social media platform? For the California Report, I'm Rachel Myro in Menlo Park.
6: Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together. On the web at schmidtfutures.com. And Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash care.
1: And that's the California Report for Thursday, December 23rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall. Thanks for listening.
0: In regional news, Nevada County Public Health today reported four new confirmed COVID-19 cases. 159 cases are active in the county, six people are hospitalized, three in intensive care. The four new cases are among people in the 40 to 64 age group. With the growing number of COVID-19 cases from the Omicron variant, the Federal Centers for Disease Control today released updated guidance that reduces the time in isolation and quarantine for healthcare workers infected with COVID-19. Additionally, the CDC is releasing updated guidance for contingency and crisis management in case of significant healthcare worker shortages. These updates provide healthcare facilities with strategies to limit the effects of staff shortages on patient care. According to the new guidelines, healthcare workers with COVID 19 who are asymptomatic can return to work after seven days with a negative test. That isolation time can be cut further if there are staffing shortages. Healthcare workers who have received all recommended vaccine doses, including a booster, do not need to quarantine at home following high-risk exposures. The agency's new recommendations do not apply to the general public. Due to the cold weather and possible low snow in the forecast, Nevada County and Sierra Roots have announced they will open the overflow emergency shelter Sunday night through Tuesday night. The shelter is in the lower level of the Veterans Hall at 415 North Pine Street in Nevada City. The shelter will open at 4.30 p.m. and close at 7.30 each morning. The county noted in its announcement that the six previous shelter nights held so far this winter have served a total of 71 individuals. And more weather news. Nevada County Public Works says it will be ready to address roadside concerns from downed trees to snow plowing 24-7 throughout the holiday weekend. The county's team of snow plow operators begins plowing county-maintained roads once there are three inches of snow on the roadway. Call 911 in an emergency, but if you have an urgent issue, such as a tree blocking a road, call Public Works during business hours and Sheriff's Dispatch on holidays or after hours. If you are in the cities of Grass Valley or Nevada City or the town of Truckee, those service teams are the go-to resources for those areas. In happy holiday news, Nevada County Habitat for Humanity announced this week that last Friday it dedicated its 43rd home. Turning to our regional weather, multiple winter storms are expected to bring periods of widespread rain, mountain snow, and wind causing holiday travel disruptions and lasting through next Wednesday. Foothill snow is possible Saturday night into Wednesday, with heaviest mountain snow Friday through Monday. Snow levels are expected to lower to 1,500 to 2,500 feet Saturday night, then lower again to 1,000 to 2,500 feet Sunday morning into early next week. This evening in Nevada City and Grass Valley, periods of rain with a low of 44 degrees and rainfall near half an inch. About a quarter of an inch of rain is likely Friday with a high of 46 and a low of 39. In Truckee tonight, snow accumulation of 5 to 8 inches with a low of 30 degrees. Friday in Truckee, morning snow giving way to snow showers in the afternoon with a high of 34 and a low of 25. Snow accumulation of 1 to 3 inches Friday with occasional wind gusts of over 40 miles per hour. In Sacramento this evening, showers becoming steady light rain overnight with a low temperature of 48. Friday in Sacramento, intervals of clouds and sunshine with a high of 54 and a low of 45. Welcome to this edition of Bravehearts,
2: where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like, and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis.
6: We are your hosts,
0: William Wallace
2: and Betty Louise,
0: and these are the Bravehearts.
2: Well, hello, everybody. This is Betty Louise, and I've got an unusual episode of Brave Hearts for you. I'm sharing two poems connected to the homeless community. The first one you hear will be Mary Lou Falstra, who wrote a poem, The Fighter, about an experience with her son who was homeless for a while. The second poem is by Sumner Stewart who has lived in the woods for years. Enjoy them both.
7: I am a fighter, he said, and there was no denying the image conjured up. Broken chin, broken tooth, broken heart. He didn't know what hit him, which was the point of it all, I think. We drove to San Francisco and gathered him up, beaten into submission. He lived on our couch for a while. We fed him hot soup, smoothies, and love, and held our breath, unaware that we were breathless. Reeling from the open wound, he was raw and vulnerable, this man-child revealed as a fighter. The couch still holds his scent. I love this. His memory is imprinted on sun-bleached denim, curled up in a fetal position, so soft he was able to be held for a while. It's my memory. I hold it dear and loosely to save room for more memories. Back home now, he walks on glass through streets of the Tenderloin, opening doors down dark pathways, revisits his ancient themes and writes them down on moleskin pads. Sad, courageous, rebellious, he draws close with one hand and pushes away with the other, a lover and fighter at the same time. So typical. When I first knew him, he wore Superman underoos, three feet tall with a capital S, emblazoned onto his chest. He charged through his days in my life. Powerful imagination, powerful love that he was. His style has changed. He wears black and blue now, with a Cambodian woman and a gun emblazoned on his chest. A cell phone in his pocket making the statement that he always has something to say, even still. Underneath it all, peeling away layer after layer, he is stripped down to bare skin and bones. No one knows this but me. I see him for who he is. A walking billboard of humanity, challenging stories, cracking mirrors of illusion so the light can seep in. A reflection of the pain in us all in himself for sure. Angels and ancients surround him and whisper truths in his ear. He has been obedient to the call. Reckless, courageous, angry lover. I am a fighter, he said. And he's still a fighter, but he's fighting for the truth, for light, and for himself. Most importantly, for himself.
3: So this is a a poem titled, Look Up to Love. I am fallible, I am man, though I come as a friend to share serenity and cherish peace, to give your soul and spirit release. I come as a friend with unconditional love for you, not for looks, personality, or brain, but for your being and holiest gains. You You are working like me for things you can't see, the love that rescues from pain. Though there is blood on the ground and tears welling up in your eyes, you forgive hurtful men and look up to the sky, not that that is where heaven lies. You'd rather look up to love than down on man. That is what makes the end different than how it began.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind.
4: This
2: project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.
0: And now, Molly Fisk.
7: Molly Fisk. Observations from a Working Poet.
6: Happy holidays, dear listeners. I had a tooth extracted yesterday, so this is a rerun. Luckily, four years ago at this time, I had a different tooth extracted, so there is a perfect essay to fill the gap. I am eating pumpkin pie for breakfast. This is a medical directive, in fact, ha ha. I'm not allowed to chew due to a tooth extraction, and my favorite cafe doesn't make scrambled eggs. The only choice was pumpkin pie without the crust. I'm feeling quite smug and also grateful today's pie wasn't coconut cream or something fluffy. My Puritan ancestors can at least mutter among themselves that pumpkin is a vegetable. Two baristas here think it's a vegetable, and one customer with strong convictions thinks it's a fruit. I am not looking this up. I claim invalid status. If I can't chew, I'm clearly not yet strong enough to interact with Google. There I was, sitting, or rather lying, in the dentist's chair yesterday, with my eyes closed, numb from about my waist up to the crown of my head. I breathed carefully so I could stay calm and not inhale the gauze stuffed into my cheek, but I couldn't avoid having a poetic response. Everything happened so smoothly, I felt like I was inside a Swiss watch. Three people in blue smocks reaching and passing things back and forth over me. The surgeon's steady voice saying, N 40. What is N 40? Or did I hallucinate that despite only having taken one Tylenol? And then the assistant repeating, N 40. There was drilling, as if far away, and a certain amount of pushing and tugging, much closer. Followed by quite a few strange clicks, announced by Dr. Valentine beforehand, each time. It's surely foolish to think you understand what's going on when you're the subject of an operation. But at one point, when he said, beautiful, I felt great happiness and reassurance. A lot of angst and frustration led up to this event, mostly about money. I was seriously considering Mexico, Costa Rica, dental schools, and toothlessness. I'm sorry to say that toothlessness makes poets drool while reading aloud into microphones, so I couldn't go that route. My poverty consultant and I had a long talk to sort out these options, and debt was the unhappy but logical path. I am a grown-up, finally, after all these years, so once I'd figured out the best solution for me, I stopped worrying, made the appointment, and followed the protocols." That process isn't yet like being inside a Swiss watch. Maybe a French watch, fairly close to the border, though. Today's plan is pumpkin pie for breakfast, scrambled eggs for lunch, and chicken broth with a frozen spinach souffle for dinner. I never eat frozen food, so that's going to be kind of fun and American. I will also be rinsing with salt water, as my grandmother taught me. In two more days, I can chew again, just in the nick of time for some Christmas cheer. That coffee shop customer reports via Professor Google that a pumpkin is an ovary with seeds inside and therefore a fruit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My computer just moved everything around. That coffee shop customer reports via Professor Google that a pumpkin is an ovary with seeds inside and therefore a fruit. I don't think I'll bother to tell the Puritans. They are fast asleep now, worn out from fretting, lying straight on their hard beds in those buckled shoes and funny hats. I wish them ease and self-compassion, plus a little more joy when they wake up. And that's what I wish for you, too. Merry Christmas, if that's your thing, and a very happy New Year, filled with pie, Swiss watches, and gleaming, invincible teeth.
0: That's our newscast. Coming up next at 6.30, an all-new edition of The Climate Report, hosted by KVMR's Martin Webb. At 7 p.m., it's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman. Democracy Now! reports on how the Koch Network has funded the movement against COVID public health lockdowns. At 8 p.m., we return to the music you love as Nora Nossbaum hosts Jazz Workshop and at 10 p.m., it's Road Dog Radio with DJ Socks. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza and airs every weekday at 6 p.m. KVMR Community Radio gets support from Sweetland Garden Mercantile in downtown North San Juan, carrying organic garden supplies, PVC, hardware, and local holiday gifts. Open 9 to 5, closed Sundays, sweetlandgm.com or 292-9000, dig it. And Harmony Books of Nevada City, locally owned for over 25 years, next to the Chamber of Commerce at 130 Main Street. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 530, Sundays 11 to 4. Harmony Books carries thousands of books, including local authors. This is Joyce Miller signing off. Have a lovely Christmas Eve Eve.